Hello, you're very welcome to Purple Psychology Podcast. You're here with Melanie Hoskin and, of course, as always, uh, Dr. Nisha O'Reilly. Hello. Hi, Nisha. Today we're on um, episode 74 and we're talking about concentrating on work after a traumatic event. Yes, this was one suggested by a listener. Mm. Okay, so... This is about um, routine. Mm. Um, so I suppose there's kind of three steps to it. Routine, realistic objectives and boundaries. Right. Okay. Mm. So the routine that you need to get right is very basic. It's sleep, food, exercise. You, the realistic objectives are about having a realistic to-do list, writing the to-do list or whatever list way you want to do it. But realizing that you're obviously not at full par, but doing enough basically to keep yourself coasting mm. and, and keep mm. yourself functioning and to kind of get yourself back into things mm. as well so if you normally do 10 tasks in a day realizing that well seven would be awesome five might be possible on the first couple of days and building yourself back up mm. you know it must be horrendous to return to work after a very traumatic experience yep. that you've been coping with outside of work mm. and then that first day back must be daunting yeah and it's about good. trying to take control of it yeah and the things like obviously if you haven't had the right amount of sleep if you haven't been eating well if you haven't managed to go out for a walk if you're somebody that really needs a release valve in exercise and you haven't been getting to do that and so mm-hmm. on all those things will start to really build up and it's very hard to work when you're tired mm. so taking control of those small things and even trying to eat healthily and treat yourself a certain amount while still not eating junk because that's one of the things that happens Mm. in in a traumatic situation if you spend a lot of time in hospital it's very hard for instance to eat at meal times and to eat things that are actually healthy Mm. so those are all the things that kind of go out the window sleep food and exercise straight Mm. off all your needs are put on the back burner and they're all kind of physical needs they're they're um I, I suppose self-care. Totally. Self-care. Yeah, self-care. Like we haven't even started on the emotional side. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, but if you get the physical right, you might then be in a process. In a, in a, you know, if the objects they exercise here is to bring yourself back into the workplace and back into the outer world, and to do that in in a in a sort of a realistic way, you have to get the physical needs right first. So it's building the foundation then in yeah. order to deal with the emotional. Because yeah. once you've got the the sleep, the food, the exercise kind of a pattern back or a routine back yeah once you've got a routine back and then mm. once you kind of feel like because most people feel in the workplace that they've contributed something um to society that they've had a role mm. that they've done something constructive that mm. they've achieved something um unless you're in a bad job but you do have a sense that you've achieved all of those things so by having your self-routine and your self-care right and then by feeling that you've had a role to play in the outside world you're mm. kind of halfway there um, okay. to dealing with your emotional stuff Okay. And then how is that emotional stuff? How does that kick off when you return to the office or to the workplace? Well, I think one of the, the, this was the boundaries bit. Mm. One of the things that naturally happens in any event now, and when we have so many different forms of communication Mm. between, you know, um, 
Facebook Messenger, phones, WhatsApp, mobiles, email, you know, they're all going to be bombarded. And quite often there's a lot of family groups set up for people to communicate in family groups and so on. And you spend a lot of time around other people. So there's been an extraordinary bombardment of communication to you in all formats. Mm. So if you want to go back to the workplace and you want to try and function and you want to get down through your dumbed down list, Mm. you're going to have to take time and make that sort of technology and that side of things go away. So it's a good idea to turn off all notifications on things. It's a good idea to say to yourself, well... And maybe in the first couple of days, you'll sort of say to yourself, okay, well, I'm not going to look at any messages until, say, my coffee break. Or because they say there's still a a situation looming in the background and you need to make a certain amount of contact. You sort of say, right, well, I'll look at things during my coffee break. I'll look at things during my lunch. Mm. Then I'll look at things at the end of the day and in Mm. the afternoon and so on. And then gradually, as the pressure goes off the situation, you can spend less times checking your technology Mm. when it suits you. But you do have to sort of realise that you have to take a step back and that you have to be able to put it down Mm. um, and put it in a box. Um, And you may not be able to put it in a box for very long initially, but Mm. then gradually, both as the situation resolves itself and you get your headspace back, you can make those times, periods of times longer that that it's in the box and Mm. you're not dealing with it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if you don't have the headspace and you don't have the physical space from being bombarded Mm. with things, you're you're not going to be able to do anything. And then perhaps making a plan, uh, putting things into to bite-sized pieces, manageable pieces, um, so that, that, you know, sometimes people come back to 50 million emails, Yeah, and it's kind of like, you know, which ones do I need to deal with, which ones, yeah. you know. Yeah, start with the last one, it's probably the most current information. <laughs> And, and, and don't be afraid to say to people in the group messages, mm. I'm not going to be online till such and such a time. Yeah, yeah. And set some boundaries. So you could start setting the ba- boundaries before you even get back? Yeah, and okay. you could um, you could also, like if you're very worried about still, that there's still a situation and you still want to take an emergency call, um, all mobiles have an ability for you to be able to set a ringer tone for a particular call. So mm-hmm. you could set a different ringer tone or if you put your phone on do not disturb, um, people on your favourites list, will, their calls will still come through and so okay. on. So mm. there's ways for you to set that up. So you can nominate somebody mm. and say to them, look, I'm, I'm not going to be in contact much, but if you really need me, can you please ring me? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so then you still feel yeah. that you're available. Because a lot of people, the reason that they get sucked into this technology vortex, they mm. feel that they're going to miss out on some crucial news okay. or something is going to have happened that right. they need to yeah. have dealt with. Yeah. Um, so it's putting those systems in place, really. So then, and, and this can be an ongoing thing too, like, like there can be a long ongoing situation in families, like um, quite often I think one of the most difficult ones is if uh, people have parents with Alzheimer's, um, because it, there's, you create a support, a support network around mm. that, and there's an awful lot of people in the workplace who have situations going on like that on, mm. on the peripheral mm. that are always there in their mind, mm. so it's, it's a good idea to put these strategies in place for yourself. So that yeah. you can function because that that's kind of like ongoing trauma. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So there there is like there's yeah. a, there's a lot of situations that people deal with, with particularly within families that are ongoing and ongoing for years. Okay. And um, or you can have like a, a sick parent in hospital for a prolonged period of time, and sort of feel that they're slipping away, but not really know whether it's you know this week, next week, or six months down the road. Yeah. yeah. Um, and those sort of situations do overhang you. 
and and so if you and if you don't have a self care routine in place, and um, and quite often like people who are trying to look after somebody sick in a family, and you you listen to people creating like rotations to look after people. There'll always be a rotation of meals for the sick person, mm. but there'll never be a rotation of meals for the carers. Yeah, you know. Yeah, never thought about that actually. Yeah, yeah that's very true. So self care is uber important. Then. It's huge because you're not any good to anybody else unless you've looked after yourself. Absolutely. So you'd have to keep those physical things, the sleep, the food, the exercise, yeah, um, all a part of that as well. Yeah. Okay. So any anything more you want to add? No, I think I think that takes. Mm. I think that 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 puts it in context. Okay. All right. Thanks, Nisha. Great. Thank you. See you next time.